The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. It was the festival of the dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. One thing I've always enjoyed about the Episcopal Church in comparison to any other denomination is the perfect combination of Protestant emphasis on discovering the Bible for yourself and the predictability of the Catholic clergy. My mom and I actually have that in common, so there's your mother's day shout out. <laughs> there is comfort in always knowing what comes next in the service, that the homily is delivered based on one reading, yet also being encouraged to read and study Christianity for yourself and come to your own conclusions. And there's another more intangible quality to it that I find so comforting. In the other story of John chapter 10, immediately preceding our reading, Jesus declares that he is the good shepherd and that those who enter his pasture through him will be saved. Reading this now, it seems pretty clear that Jesus is saying he is the Messiah as clear as the spring air. But perhaps understandably, it was not clear enough for the Jewish leadership of Jesus' own time, who did not live expecting the Messiah to come in their lifetime. Because in this reading, the Jewish people asked Jesus to tell them plainly if he is the Messiah, and essentially he tells them that if they don't believe him after the works he has done in God's name, nothing he says will convince them that he is actually the Messiah. To believe in God is to believe in something unbelievable, something you cannot see. And that requires so much trust, so much trust in him to not let you fail. The people at the celebration did not have all of that trust that was required. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Even when that voice is a whisper, we can remember the times when he yelled for us and still hear it. We can trust that in his hands, we are protected. At the beginning of my freshman year of high school, that voice was pretty quiet. I lost my grandfather on the second day of school, and as a result, I missed many of the events where friend groups were formed for the rest of high school. In the year that followed, I was what you would call a floater, not really having a default friend group, and I tended to hold myself away in my favorite teacher's room during free periods. I felt lost, and that continued for most of high school. But that same year, freshman year, 
was when I really began preparing for the summer youth pilgrimage that I took with Holy Communion between freshman and sophomore year. Our group of 13 chose to go to Ireland, and that trip was where I began to really hear God's voice again through my grandfather. I felt him in the beauty of every rainbow we saw, and I saw him in the face of every Irish monk at the monastery that we stayed at. I returned to his hand, and I returned to the trust I had before. The season is Easter, and so we reflect on what it is to have someone die for our sins. Someone who himself had to trust God to raise him from the dead. Biblical commenter, commentator Joseph A. Bessler tells us to reflect in this Easter season on being in Jesus's hands and asks us, what might it mean for us to live out of that confidence and trust? It's hard for us in a different way than it was for them because we don't have the physical embodiment of God standing in front of us, but we also aren't asked to trust that an everyday man is the physical embodiment of God. I've had to trust God to help me find a group of people and friends, and now that I'm about to leave for college, I have to trust him to help me do that again. There's a psalm we used to sing all the time in chapel at St. Mary's, Psalm 95. It's a song of praise, and in it, God is praised as the rock of our salvation. In him we trust. It's literally on our currency. But also, in his hands are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. God, and by extension Jesus, holds the entire world in his palm, and that includes us. He is our rock, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We put all our trust in him to hold steady and to not anyone snatch us out of his hand, and he has not failed us, and he never will. In this reading, we are reminded of that safety in God's hand, if only we answer to his voice. Amen.